1 Timothy 4 and 12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example to the believers in speech, conduct, love, faith, and in purity. Now, I want to welcome everyone to Generational Turnaround Podcast. My name is Judy Ambrose James, and I am your host with the most humble guests. They come seeking truth and bringing proof that God is still granting miracles, y'all, every day. We have the power to create, to change, to start a generational turnaround that benefits all. Let's take what we've learned in the age of instant connection and use it to unite and empower. I want to give a special thanks to Sarah because Fred Osby has agreed to join me here on Generational Turnaround. And I know she don't know exactly what I'm going to say, but I tell you what, when talking about God, it's first and foremost what we do here on Generation and Turnaround, because you can't even have a turnaround unless you check in with, in with God first. So I want to talk a little bit about Sarah. When it comes to motivating and inspiring women, no one does it quite like Sarah Osby. She's a best-selling author who works, appears in the stand-up anthology, and she's also a sought-after speaker who encourages and edifies her audience. As the founder of Boss Business Queen LLC, Sarah is dedicated to helping women achieve their entrepreneur goals. He's also the founder of the Ask Foundation, a charitable organization that's working to raise awareness of cardiac tamponade. And I'm I'm sorry, Sarah. But Sarah's going to tell you what I'm saying, if I'm saying it wrong. Okay, it's a heart disease. Recently, Sarah has been moderating as a weekly room called Daily Inspiration for Authors, where she shares tips and encourages for aspiring writers. Her next project is an anthology called Overcoming While Becoming, 
which tells the story of women who have navigated difficult relationships and emerged triumphant. And on top of all that, Sarah is an accomplished chef who will be opening her own restaurant in the summer of 2023. Mars, wings, and things in Sarah Cruz, New York. Now y'all, I'm way over here in Texas, but I guarantee you I'm gonna get some Mars, wings, and things from Sarah Cruz plus from Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for being here, one of my humble guests. Thank you. And Sarah, you are a Generation X, are you not? Yes. Yes, I am very proud to be. You're very proud to be. Well, I, y'all, I got to let you know what Generation X stands for so that you know when Sarah comes on, what she's going to tell us what similarities are. Is this all the way depicting who she is as an X? Okay, one of Generation X defining traits is their independence and self-reliance. Raised in a time of shifting family structure and social upheaval, they learn to make do with less and take on adult responsibilities at an early age. The mindset their mindset can sometimes be misinterpreted in the workplace as disinterested in teamwork or group consensus. However, Generation X's bring a valuable perspective to leadership with the confidence to make timely informally decision based on limited data by understanding the generational difference in communication and teamwork you can build a stronger more effective workplace that values individual perspective and embraces new challenges now that's the generational X. Okay, Miss Sarah Osby, how close is that to describing who you are? It is pretty darn accurate, I would say, um, because it does describe some of my personality traits for sure. Uh, as a person who is resilient, you know, a communicative, a communicative leader and very independent and responsible. Yes, I would say that it very much uh, does describe who I am as, as a generational Xer. Um, but also that I am, I consider myself to be the X factor. 
All right. Yes. Can you uh, can you let us know what you mean by that? Yes. And so normally X is meaning unknown, right? Mm. And so I am the unknown factor that is here to help encourage, motivate, inspire, and edify everyone uh, to help them turn this generation around. Yes. Yes. And that is what we are all about. It's turning around the generation. Not that we're saying there's anything wrong with the generation, but there are I'm, I'm sure that you can think of whatever your generation was that, and I'm talking to you all out there, that there's something in your generation at your time that you wish that you would put it or found a way to say, raise your hand and say, hey, this is, this is we understand this is okay, but we need to make sure everybody can benefit. So that, that made it not okay because everybody was not benefiting at the same level. And that to me is fine for a turnaround when everyone do not have the freedom to, if they choose to. So Sarah, how do you feel about your generation and what you're seeing as, as whether it is where everybody is benefiting or is it you and far between? Well, I, from what I see, my perspective, it is far few and in between. It's very disheartening. Um, I see there are lots of people that, in fact, that I went to school with that are no longer with us. And it's not because of an illness or because, um, you know, some unknown illness, I should say, but it is more because of the state of our community in these days. And I mean, each community around the globe, uh, not just in Syracuse, New York. Mm -hmm. And so it is very disheartening, you know, to see so many people not have equal opportunities and, you know, as they should. And some people uh, that don't believe that they will ever get equal opportunity. And to which that I can just say, we once thought that we would never have a black president either. However, we have, and there were, and they were for, he was for two terms. So uh, for those that thought it was a fluke the first time around, <laughs> you know, God brought it right back around for a second term. 
And so therefore, it was not a fluke. It was something that was meant to be. It was time and it was ordained by God. And like so, uh, with my generation, it is time. It is time for us to stand up and take our rightful places in society, right? And to help to turn this thing around and put it back on track so that we can all grow and flourish together yeah. as yeah. it was designed to be. Mm, that's beautiful. I always say it's time for us to take our rightful place. Also, Sarah, to come from the background to the forefront. Yes. You, people, there are, there are some who have everything that they need to see but they're in the back, they're playing uh, small. They're in the background because I don't know, is it because they don't believe that they're uh, deserving of it? Or is it because fear has sunk in and now mm -hmm. their brother just in the background and get the crumbs. Well, what you say about them crumbs, Sarah? Yeah, well, I am a person who enjoys uh, overflow and abundance. And so I don't believe in taking crumbs um, because I don't need to. Uh, I am a child of the most high God, the one true living God. And so with that, I do know that I have a royal place. I am royalty by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so he has come that I would have life and have it more abundantly. So that doesn't include crumbs. And so I just would want to encourage others to learn and dig deep into learning who they are and to whom they belong. Because when we know who we are, we, there's a certain confidence that we have, right? And we can grow at an exponential rate when we know who we are, it's when we're lost that we do things that are contrary to what God says about us and says about who we are. So um, I'll leave the crumbs for the rodents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. As for me, I will continue to enjoy overflow and abundance every day of my life. And I am grateful for that. And I just want to share it because I truly do want everyone around me to win. Sarah, let me ask. The attitude you have, that is, I mean, you have a strong share of yourself and an attitude. And if I were viewer watching you, I would think to myself, how did she get so pure of herself? I mean, her whole demeanor says win, win, win. 
Sarah, were you always this confident? Not always. I will say not always. I have uh, written about it in the stand-up anthology, uh, and I have shared how I overcame low self-esteem, right? The confidence was very, very low. And I was that person that would uh, fade into the background. But when I came to know who I am, and that was about learning who God created me to be and what he says about me and who he says I am. And I even asked God in a prayer one day to help me to see myself the way that he sees me, yes. right? And, and, and he allowed that for me and it changed my life forever. So even when my confidence was low, when troubles, concerns, issues would arise in life, I would often say things like, I'll be okay. I always am. So even then, I knew in my soul, in my spirit, I knew, even though you know, the, the full confidence wasn't there. So that is why I can say that all, well, it's one of the reasons why I can say that all I do is win, no matter what it looks like. All I do is win. And I want everyone around me to win and adopt this winning attitude. And all it take, all it takes is an attitude of gratitude yes. and God. Yes, thank you, Sarah, because you know, everybody's looking at you in, like I said, being the confidence they see a child of God, first of all, why you have that confidence. And you have been through something Everybody out here, we all been through something, but it's the way, the bounce back that come from you knowing who your father is, your true father. Is that right? Absolutely, 100%. Once you know who he is, you will know who you are in him. My everything, my being, my moving, everything is in him. In him, I have my being, and I am eternally grateful for that. Now, Abraham. We have Abraham, we have David, we have Saul, who became Paul. We have Moses, uh, Mary. Esther, we have so many to look back on. If we need, a lot of people say, well, that's, that's the Old Testament. What's going on now? What about now? Who is to look to now? And, and I let them know that were, some of these were children when God came up to them and gave them their assignment. You are older 
people who are talking to me about well because that's the old testament well i want to ask you what about now can you tell them something about someone now that you are that you look up to and why Oh my goodness. Well, one of the people that I have always looked up to and respected, admired, and I only know her through the screen, right? I've never met her in person yet, but it is my desire to. Uh, Miss Patty LaBelle. Oh, my, my, my. Yes. Yes. Since I was a little girl, I, as far back as I can remember, is about 10, about 10 years old. I remember um, hearing one of her songs and it, her voice was truly amazing then and as it is now. And uh, then I began to see her on different shows and interacting with various people at different times, you know, different interviews and uh, magazine interviews and things of that nature, and even on some television shows. And when I would see her, her personality always jumped out at me uh, in a very warm way. Um, she just always seemed so genuine. And so I read her story. She wrote a book telling her life story and I read it and I gained even more adoration and respect for her for she is an overcomer and she does not quit. She is a woman who didn't even know if she would live to see 50 because her sisters and her mother passed away by the time they were 50 due to cancer and things of that nature. Uh, but she has persevered. She is but a couple of years younger than my own mother. And my mother is 84. She'll be 85 this year. And so I just have a very high regard for her. And uh, one day, one day in the not far distant future, I do look forward to being serenaded by Miss Patty LaBelle and giving her one of the biggest hugs and just telling her how much I appreciate the example yeah. that she has set forth. Because even in that industry that she's in, in that R&B industry, uh, the younger generations look up to her. They've sampled yes. her music. They call her Mama Patty. Yeah. You know? And so I, I love that. And she just always comes across as very genuine and authentic. So it would be Patty LaBelle for me. Okay. And, and Patty, she's a baby boomer. Unless yeah. there's something before baby right. boomers, what I think. And she is definitely a legend who walks the walk in talks the talk. She doesn't do any say anything that she did not back. And so I could see her at your wings and things, bringing her dessert. Okay, here, yeah, baby. Now to see you can put this in. Yeah, I can see that. 
And you know, that's, that's, that's what we have to give back to. You've got to give back to helping one another in whatever area God has blessed us with an abundance of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. This good standing alone, yeah, it's, it's great for showing your, uh, that you're self-reliant, your independence. But after all that, after you've proven that, then it's time to get with someone that can help you and you can help them. And we want this generation turnaround to start back in that, in that arena. But there was a young man that was on my show before you, and she was, he, I asked him if there was depression, anxiety, and happening in his generation. And he said, yes. And I say, well, what do you, why? What, make, what, what do you think is the reason? And he said, well, I really can't speak for everybody, but I think that they're just, what's the word? Overthinking. Yes. The word he used was they are overthinking. And when he said that, I just had, I said, you hit the nail right on the head. Absolutely. I really believe because I heard my granddaughter said, oh, I'm just overthinking that. Huh? Hold on. Uh, grandma, I'm overthinking that. I say, yes, you, you <laughs> asked the question and answered your own question. So what if, have you thought about people overthinking is that stops them from moving on because they that in that overthinking place? Yes, I do. Because I used to be one of them. I used to overthink. I lived in my head a lot. And in doing that, I did myself a great disservice. And so now I do what I call live out loud. So I don't live in my head anymore. I tell myself these narratives and, you know, that aren't true. And, you know, I don't self-sabotage anymore. But it definitely was a huge part of the way that I was treating myself. I wasn't caring for myself very well because I was doing that, right? Mm -hmm. So I've learned to change the narrative. I understand now that I have all of the power. I am in control. And so I don't need to overthink things any longer. I have a mantra. And here it is. God, you lead and I shall follow. Whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to say, wherever you want me to go, send me and I will go. 
And that is it. And so that keeps me from overthinking because it is all in his hands. And when things arise and my human side wants to, you know, go ahead and try to start overthinking again, I simply go to Ephesians 3 and 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could think or imagine according to his power that works in me, that releases it from me and gives it back to the father where it belongs. And everything that concerns me concerns him. So that is how I have learned to not live in my head and not speak to myself and overthink in those ways. Oh, yes, that is it. I mean, I, you hit the nail on the head, just <laughs> like the young, my, my guest before you. And you know what? You said something else. But to relinquish, I'm telling you the way I wrote it down last night, to relinquish all rights to God. Yes. Signifies your full activation of faith. Yes. And then we are being able to have a generational turnaround without overthinking. Because yes. I tell you, that's another reason that we have not been able to have a complete generational turnaround because we are over. Thinking if it will work. We try yes. to end before we get the beginning. Yes. 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 Don't want to go through the process. Yes. Right. And it's the process that makes us unique and special because each one of our processes, our journeys are, are different, right? And unique and identifiably to us and us alone. So we need to grab hold of that. And you know what? And I, I did say fear because a lot of people stop feeling stagnant because of fear of the unknown. Yes. But, but what about changing that? You're good at that, Sarah. Uh, so if he change. It from fear of the unknown in a negative way, what would be a positive way to look at? Well, I would say that fear tries to come upon us all, right? At different times in our lives. And fear is to stagnate you. It, it is something that is used from the enemy to stagnate you and to stop you from accomplishing your goals and reaching your purpose in this life, right? So with me, fear, I remember so many different things when you say this. For one, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, right? And because all I do is win, I can say that because I trust in God. And when you fully trust in him, you can have this attitude towards fear as well. Fear wants to come along. It's going to have to pack its bags because I'm going anyway. Because yeah. true faith, true faith is mm -hmm. going 
before you know. If you know everything already, then that's not fear and you have no reason to trust in God because you know already. So I enjoy the fact that I don't know all of the things and God knows that if I knew everything that was going to happen in the journey, I may have stopped at, you know, at some points. Yes. So I am grateful that I never let fear stop me. And I would encourage anyone else by saying, understand that that, that is not of God. God has not given you the spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. And you need to wrap yourself in that. And then you will understand that come what may, come what may, I rest in his safety, which is the best place to be. So I'm never in fear of anything. Yes. Oh my goodness. Sarah, God is calling on everyone to come together and take part in a movement. Whatever movement that God has shown you for you, whatever mandate God has given you, it's time to stand, stand and don't worry about what tomorrow or tomorrow bringing because it's bringing something and it's according to are you believing that through it all God is the only one who's going to say and wouldn't you love for him to say well done that's what I'm waiting for I'm a, I'm look I was just telling Sarah you know, sometimes I get a little, little down because I, my right hand and arm I cannot use because of the stroke. And Sarah, Sarah is so, so said to me that there's somebody who has no hand, no feet. So you have one. And you're working with it, okay? She's, since she's met me, I met her, I've been keeping it moving. That's right. So That's what right. is your excuse? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you don't have one. Because we all have something that would we wish was a little bit better than what it is. Doesn't stop anything. God, good God. Sarah, is there been a situation or a circumstance that got in your way of where, I mean, like, like a, like getting in the way of a freight train? Because I could see you. And it's coming and it's got this in your way. Have what did you do when that situation or circumstance? Because I want my, my viewers to know that I don't have you on here to look good. I have you on here because you've been through some things and 
and you are going to be what they, you're going to say what they need to hear. Yes, I, you were asking me this question and immediately the Holy Spirit said, tell them this. So this I will. Uh, in 2014, I was living in Tucson, Arizona. I had moved there from Syracuse, New York after the loss of my husband. And uh, I never wanted to move back <laughs> to Syracuse, New York. <laughs> I never wanted to move back here. But, um, and I made a very bold statement saying that I would never move back. But here I live because God had orchestrated it and allowed certain things to occur, like me losing my job. And in Tucson, Arizona is not the place for you to lose your job. And they do not have a plethora of resources to assist you is what I can say, okay? But I always knew that New York itself did. I am New York born and raised, as I said. So I still did not want to come back. However, uh, my eldest sister, as I cried to her one day, she said, you need to ask God what it is that he is requiring of you at this time. And when I did that, I was still in the state of homelessness. In fact, I was sleeping on someone's floor in Tucson, Arizona, and they did not have electricity. And it was the summer, so it was triple digit weather. Okay. So I was back up against the wall and I had nothing. And so what did I have to lose? What did I have to lose? But I had everything to gain and my entire upbringing was in the church. So I knew God from a young age, right? So I did exactly what my sister said. And I asked God, what is it that he was requiring of me? And while I waited to hear from God, I immediately went into praise and worship. And I praised him in advance because I know that once God is on the scene, that things will never, can never be the same. And it has not been. I have been living my life at an unusual acceleration of growth. Uh, after being homeless, I experienced extreme chronic pain in my entire body, in my entire body. I would never have been able to sit this long. I was restricted to 10 minutes of sitting and 10 minutes of standing. And during that time, and these were things that were trying to stop me from becoming who God has called me to be. And so I began to recognize that. And I spoke to myself and I said, I feel like Job right now. Everything is coming on me. And Lord, right now, I'm going to take the opportunity to stop complaining and start being grateful. And so began my attitude of gratitude in which every time a pain would hit me, Every time a pain would come to this body, I would simply say, thank you, Jehovah Rapha, for the healing. Thank you, Jesus, 
for the healing. According to your word in 1 Peter 2 and 24, you said by your stripes, we were healed. So it is already done. Were is past tense. So everything has been done on the cross. So when he said it is finished, that is what it meant. Everything that we would need to sustain and to have abundance in this life was done there on the cross. And so that is how I made it through. That is how I made it to where I am now as best-selling author, public speaker, right? And business owner, right? And now opening a, a restaurant. These are things that and if you read my chapter in Stand Up, you'll understand why these things would have never been associated with me before. There are people in my life, and they're not necessarily in my life now, but that thought that I would never amount to much of anything in this life. But God had other plans for me. I never fit in anywhere that I went. And that's okay. I never fit in. And that's okay. Because, and it's more than okay, especially when I realized that I didn't fit in because God made me to stand out. Mm. And so stand out, I shall. That's beautiful. Everybody out there didn't fit in anywhere. She knew that there was one place that she fit in. And she didn't, God doesn't matter. He does not, God does not care if you fit in all those other places. You always fit in with Him as long as you. Thank you yourself. Who he is. Yes, yes, yes. And so there is, I mean, I just love what Sarah just said, didn't fit in, because I know there's a lot of you out there that are thinking the same thing. Yes. Nowhere, everywhere I am, I'm asked to leave. I'm, I'm, like I'm um, invisible, everybody's in everybody but me. There is all sorts of reasons why you might feel that way. But if you thought with God, make him your rock, your foundation. And believe me, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him in the world. your path. For the last 16 years, he's been directing my path because I let go and let God. I'm 65. 66, but I'm counting the last 16 years because he opened my eyes, he opened my heart. I can't tell you how many times 
that I, people say that I shouldn't be in those schools called the doctors. But when, when, when I opened my eyes and I said, but God, the last one said, but God, right. That's it. Yes. And uh, let me see. Sarah said, but God, right. He had to admit that he's a man. And that's all he is. But God, he's with us in spirit and in truth. Is that right? Amen. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes, 100%. He is with us in spirit and in truth. He is El Roy. He is there. He is the God that is with us. Yes. And do you, when you hear generational turnaround, what does that tell your spirit? What do you feel? when you hear those two words together? The first thing that comes to my mind is chain breaker. (laughs) Chain breaker. My first thought is I am the one to help turn this generation around back in the right direction, which is the direction of our father. So I am focused on the kingdom legacy and prosperity. So it is my duty as well as my pleasure to be the chain breaker. You know, that's the first, that's the most important that we need to know. That's why we're on this show with the generation turnaround. If you don't turn around your thoughts and ideas and disappointment in God, and then you're stuck. And then if you do that, then the next thing that I think about for generation of turnaround is our health. We can have nothing. We have nothing. You can be wealthy as all out. But but wealth can come. Or you can leave it leave it to somebody else uh, a day or two after you establish it because your health is not good. So I decided to be a faith-based. Nutritional life coach. That's what I am. That is because I just got my second certification. And it is, I know this is what God has in mind for me to do. Because he gave me activate your faith. He gave me generational turnaround. And he asked me to tell everybody, faith stops the clock. Yes. Whatever is going on 
and it seemed like you're running out of time, time, faith. But stop that clock. That is what God has given me. What has he given you, Sarah? Well, God has given me the gift of spiritual equations. And I never saw it coming. I didn't know what was happening. Uh, I was in a clubhouse room, daily inspiration for authors. It was the first day of the room. And the gorgeous Miss Ardene Gardner was about to close out the room. And God told me to interrupt and ask to say something. And of course, she agreed. And what I shared is what I will share now. No discipline plus no discernment plus no boundaries equals destruction. And I said exactly what he told me to say. And then he had me to repeat it. No discipline plus no discernment plus no boundaries equals destruction. So we need to be clear and understand that we need discernment. We need discipline, right? And we need boundaries. It will equal godly success with those things. And so I am grateful that he entrusted me with these equations. He has blessed me with over 100 and now has instructed me to write a book of spiritual equations. And so I am in the process of doing so now. Mm. Oh my God, thank you, God. Because, you know, I'm also writing uh, every, and he downloads, see that, that is Sarah, he downloads information. And I don't know about yours, but you, it is the same because he also told me some of it would be for me some of it's for me to bring, and you don't know who to who you're bringing it, but that person, I know Sarah, when I first came into the room and I heard you speak, and your, your, your spirit seemed like it came out of your body. Every time you speak, it's more than just words that coming out of someone's mouth. It's the epitome of what needs to be said at that time. If you speak it as if you know that you can't you can't do it tomorrow or maybe later on. You have to do it today. Right at that moment, God is talking to you at that moment. You know what that feels like. And we just would love, 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 love to get that across to my viewers. God speaks in a different way. What ways does God speak, Sarah, that you know of? 
Well, he speaks to me in vision. So a lot of times in my dream state, or there'll be times that some people call it daydream, mm-hmm. but I don't daydream. I don't daydream. It's it's visitations from the Holy Spirit, you know, where he shares things with me. And so I'm there present in the moment, but I'm listening to him. I, I have my spiritual ear attuned to listen, right? And so that's really what it is for me. And it's fact, that you said your spiritual ear attuned. Yes. I want to say that again because. That's a good, that's something yeah. don't understand. But if they hear that, their spiritual ear attuned. Yes. And so a lot of times that is how I receive things. And there are times where he will use other people uh, like Ardene <laughs> to speak to me and like Robin Young to speak to me and to get a message to me or something that he needs for me to do. And so it is very important to surround yourself with the people that God has designed to be around you. So I no longer choose my own circle of friends. (laughs) I allow God to surround me with who needs to be in my life. Yeah. and in the future. So that is how I hear from God. And I know that there are many others that do as well. Yes, that is how I hear from God. Music, if I'm listening to the gospel, um, and sometimes it don't have to be gospel. It will say enough. In those lyrics to let me go to the word or if I'm if I'm stuck but a lot of time it's so uh there's, there's no question I know what God is for me to do and so where people there's a lot of people out there that don't un, don't understand don't can't see can't hear, so they're looking for a fanfare, something really large to explore, mm. to let them know that, oh, well, that must be God. I, I've never seen that before. Look at no. no. It does not happen. But it has to be personal. Right, Robin? It definitely is. Personal. Yes. No. And when once you hear it, open yourself to it. How personal God Robin, I want you to take this moment and once again tell everybody what God has done for you by saying what you where you are now in your life, your, your career, everything. Well, now I, as I said, have an attitude of gratitude and all I do is win. 
no matter what it looks like. And for those that uh, don't appreciate and value my presence, God has given me that if they don't value your presence, they will experience your absence. So mm -hmm. now I sit, yes, as a best-selling author in Stand Up, Resilient Black Women Who Are Shaping the World with Their Faith, Volume 1. Now I am a motivational and edification speaker. Now I am the CEO and founder of a business that God has given me and named called Boss Business Queen LLC, which mm -hmm. was created to empower women and assist them on their journey in entrepreneurship. Right. And he also gave me a way to express what I was feeling about the loss of my husband by giving me the ability and the creativity to uh, develop the foundation, D. Osby's foundation. And my husband's name was Donald Osby. And that foundation was created and is very active in helping to bring awareness to cardiac tamponade heart disease. And uh, we also are advocating for early testing. And in addition to all of this, God has blessed these hands, <laughs> these hands he has anointed and blessed to cook some of the best chicken wings you have ever tasted in your life. And that is through Ma's Wings and Things the best in town, the best around. Mm. So grateful. Mm -mm. And Sarah, how would someone who's watching be able to get in touch with you concerning any of the organizations that they might want to be a part of or help or donate or anything? The first way I would say is you can always give me a call. My phone number is very public, 315-949-1234. It doesn't get much easier than that, right? And you can also email me at bossbusinessqueen at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And it's simply at Boss Business Queen LLC. All right. And I'm, I'm going to make sure her phone number is on the end of this video or somewhere where you can for the Because everybody, everybody, this, this young woman is so important for the generational turnaround. And, and you are so because we all have something very special and particular that God has given us. And he wants to turn around. God wants people to turn around from wanting everything right now don't care do anything to get whatever they want now all that needs to be turned around and we need to focus on helping one another he wants us to 
to focus on helping those who cannot help themselves first. And that's, if you do that, you're gonna feel something inside of you that crying. I'm just saying, not because I'm a crybaby and I am. <laughs> I get it, I am, but God makes me when he talks, starts telling me how good I am. When he starts telling me that I'm his child and he home, we have, do y'all understand who we are, who our legacy is from? Sarah, Sarah, end this for me, Sarah. Tell them who they are. You are children of the Most High God. You are royalty by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are more than a conqueror. You are above only and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail, says the Lord thy God. You are a winner at all times. It is who God says we are. And his word does not return unto him void. It shall never return unto him void. Yeah. You don't have to be great to start. You just have to start oh. <laughs> to be great. Yes. Mm. Sarah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me tonight. It's seven o'clock is when you're going to see this beautiful uh, woman right here. This is Wednesday. Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, I'm sorry, I don't know the date, but it don't matter because you're watching, so it doesn't even matter. But there is Sarah. Sarah knows, she knows. She is not guessing, not waiting for somebody to tell her what to do. She has the ultimate God has already made it clear to her what to do. He's made it clear to me to go out and activate the faith of the masses. Generational turnaround thoughts with God. Generational turnaround. God put us in the Garden of Eden, with everything that we were supposed to eat. Okay, now imagine, garden, okay? What's in the garden, garden, okay? That part, that part right there. Certainly. So that's nutrient. Let's put back in our body what it is craving. And, and you don't know what, the food already had, has medicine in it. So, God, thank you, God, 
the wisdom, knowledge, and the understanding to reach for giving Sarah the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to reach. And my last thing I want to say, I pray that today will be better than yesterday, but it's not as good as tomorrow. I pray that tomorrow will bring forth a double portion of blessing in the form of opportunity that we never saw coming. Thank you, Sarah. I love you. I love you. I love you. Please keep on keeping on. All right. Good night. I'm a little froze. I get there. I see you now. It's, it's moving now. <laughs> yeah, it's something in front of it that I cannot get rid of. That's all right. Yeah, there's something in front of my face that won't let me, it says me, so I'm gonna have to click on this one. How do you want to open the board? I don't want to open the board. I just want you to go away. <laughs> well, let me X out of it though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know he mad, Sarah. He know we did good. <laughs> he knows that's all right. Oh, that's the whiteboard. I, I might have it. Oh, that's, can I get rid of that whiteboard? Sarah, um, uh, thank you. I want to get a, get a picture of us in here. Can I get rid of Thank you.
This the whiteboard on. And I don't know what is the whiteboard. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I think it's when you want to write, you're giving doing a webinar. Oh, okay. And you want to write something. But can you see my can you see me there? Yes. Okay, well maybe it won't show. Okay. Well, I just want you give me a smile and let me uh and smiling. Yeah, there you go. So I'm gonna show me real quick if Okay, so are you sure you want to stop recording? Yes. 